Yo, what is up everybody? Welcome to the second episode of Glove Talk. Let's get right into it. So I just want to start with a quick thank you to everybody who listened to the first episode. I ended up getting a lot more uh, listens and people like messaging me and telling me they listened to it uh, than I expected. So like definitely shout out to you guys and I hope you guys continue to listen. So let's get right into this second episode. So naturally following the first episode, uh, there's a couple people who messaged me asking a couple questions. So I just want to put some of those questions out on here and give you some answers. So the first like big question that I got asked actually a couple times was what gloves to buy to uh, end up trading or selling and what gloves to kind of try to stay away from. And there's no direct answer to that simply because, uh, you know, any glove is worth something to somebody. So like people were asking me, like, should I stay away from, you know, these brands or that brand? And honestly, I don't really have an answer for that. It's kind of at the end of the day, it's kind of it's really up to you. So I would say there's a couple brands to, you know, keep your eyes on for sure. And that would be like Wilson, Rawlings. For me, I really like Marucci. Uh, Another company I actually like, which is kind of, you know, here and there uh, on prices and stuff. So if you get one for really cheap, they'd be nice as like an Easton or even uh, Adidas glove. Another big question I got asked is like what size gloves kind of sell the best. And for infield, I'd say about 11.5 to maybe 11.75. Sometimes uh, 11.25 or 11.14 are a little harder to get rid of, but I've never had too much problems selling them, but I have some seen some people kind of struggle to get those moving. And the uh, last kind of selling and trading question that I want to answer here is kind of when to know when to like sell a glove at a loss rather than trying to save it for a profit. For me, if I'm not really getting any bites to like make as at a profit, I end up trying to either sell it and then try to make a profit off of that glove or just hold it until the time being. I know there's been a couple of times where I got a glove with full intention to trade it right away or sell it right away and I've ended up keeping it for like a month and a half or so. I just think you should be patient with it and you know just see what you can get for it. Because sometimes, you know, that one offer comes around, that one person who like has never seen your page before sees your page and is interested in that specific glove. I pretty firmly believe for every glove, there's someone who is out there willing to want it type of thing. So I definitely sit on my gloves and I try not to lose money on it. Uh, when I mentioned uh, me losing a couple bucks here and there, that was on trades where I ended up trading for a glove and then eventually selling the glove I traded for. And after shipping and everything, you know, I lose a couple bucks, which, uh, like I said, isn't really the end of the world. But obviously, if you're going to be selling and trading, you'd like to make a couple bucks. So losing out on a couple bucks on a trade kind of blows. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. So uh, those are just a couple questions I wanted to answer. I hope that helped you guys of anyone who had those uh, similar questions or the same questions. So another thing I really wanted to talk about today is how I break in my gloves and how I care and like maintain my gloves throughout, you know, its lifespan. So uh, obviously everyone kind of breaks in their gloves their own way. So this is just kind of how I break mine in. I'm not suggesting you do the exact same things. I just, I definitely suggest uh, doing what feels comfortable and what helps you. There's a lot of YouTube videos talking about it and showing you guys how to do it. So something I did to kind of learn how to break in gloves was watching all those videos and taking things I liked from like each of those videos, like those Wilson videos with ASO of how to break in gloves. And I think uh, even Coachella Gloves has one on his YouTube account. I watched that not too long ago and I think he did a really good job talking about it. So yeah, go definitely check those videos out on YouTube. 
just look up uh, how to break in your glove. So for me personally, I like to have a little bit flare on my pinky and uh, kind of a bigger flare on my thumb and also have my the top of my fingers kind of curved in just a little bit. I don't think there's any reason I ended up starting doing it like that. I think it just kind of evolved into that just straight out of comfort really, I think. So the first thing I really like to do once I get the tags off is to uh, basically get a ball and just start playing couch catch, which is just, you know, sitting down, standing up, whatever, just pounding the ball into the pocket. And, you know, I end up uh, hitting it with my fist like that old school uh, style breaking in, at least to begin with. Uh, a big tip I definitely suggest is try not to squeeze the glove too hard when, be like before it's broken in because it starts creating like bubbles on the the glove instead of having like a clean palm you know you start having like a lot of wrinkles and folds and stuff in the glove and I personally don't like it I don't think it looks good and you know it just kind of doesn't make the glove feel as good in my opinion another thing I do that I really suggest for you guys is to um really break in those like breaking points or pressure points I don't really know what they're called but um loosening up those areas definitely help uh overall breaking in the glove uh, better and a little bit faster so I definitely suggest that and then for me honestly what I do a lot is I just play catch with it uh, you know like if it's before the season and you're just playing catch having practice I uh I end up playing catch with my new glove and practicing with my normal glove and then once I feel more comfortable I start using them in practice and then eventually in the games I feel like breaking in a glove is like the most personal thing you could do because obviously when you get a new glove it's usually a lot like everyone else's uh, a lot of people have already had the same model glove as you, but the break-in process really is what makes the your glove yours. So I definitely suggest taking your time with it if you can. I know obviously there's some circumstances that force you to really break in your glove as sooner than you'd like to, but I definitely suggest taking your time breaking it in because, you know, you only get one shot to really break in a glove. So obviously, you know, you start using your glove, you have it broken in, you're using it for games and stuff. Obviously, eventually you're going to need to clean it and condition it and stuff. I personally use two uh, glove conditioners pretty interchangeably. I don't really pick one over the other. Uh, I just happen to have both of them and they work really well for me. I have the Nakona glove conditioner and I have the hot glove cream conditioner. Uh, both of them have been really well for me. I've noticed from the hot glove cream conditioner that it does kind of tint the color a little bit so if you have a blonde glove it might darken the leather up a little bit if you have a saddle tan it'll pro it'll definitely darken the leather a little bit so uh, keep out for that but other than that I think it's a really good conditioner I have had no complaints with it over the years I've had I've used it for multiple years and yeah I haven't had any problems with it I think it's really nice with my outfielders gloves I typically don't need to clean them that much because they don't get a lot of dirt and stuff on them um, they obviously get dry so I do condition them but I don't end up really cleaning them that often but my infield glove I definitely have to clean more often. For my infielder's glove um, normally to get the dirt off and stuff I just get a kind of wet rag not too wet you don't want it super damp. I just get it you know enough water on it to realize that it's a little wet and I just kind of try to clean all the dirt off and stuff before I condition and then once I condition, I let it sit for a while and clean it again just to make sure that there's not too much conditioner on the glove. There's a lot of um, YouTube videos and a lot of people that you see who uh, end up like taking a brush and get leather cleaner and end up, you know, cleaning the heck out of their gloves. Uh, I've never been one to really do that. Uh, I definitely suggest it though. I'm sure it's amazing, but that, me just personally, I kind of have, I enjoy to have my gloves look a little dirtier and, you know, 
look like it's have some wear and tear. So I definitely kind of keep them a little dirty, but it is what it is. That's just like a personal preference of mine that I really like. I really like when my gloves have some, you know, character and stuff. And obviously, well, for those who don't know me, I don't really like flashy gloves all that much. I like more of a classic, you know, black, tan, camel, leather colored gloves. So, you know, adding some character with the dirt and stuff, like on a camel glove, I think looks really nice. And it makes a glove look like it's had some wear and tear. So I really enjoy that. And the uh, last thing I'd like to cover before we go into a little Q&A session is uh, what gloves to get to sell easily and how to spot a good price. So me personally, I really believe and I tell everybody this that the A2000s are just a really reliable glove to get if you would like to get rid of it eventually. On top of the gloves just being a really great glove and one of my favorites on the market, um, they definitely have caught the eyes of others and other people are very interested in them. I have a lot of people hitting me up and most of them are always asking me if I have an A2000 to trade or sell. And so I definitely think a lot of people enjoy the A2000s. And if you could get one for a good deal on Instagram or Sideline Swap or eBay or whatever, I definitely suggest getting that and, you know, end up trading it or selling it. I think it's a really good investment. Like when I see a Wilson A2000 in pretty decent condition for like under $75 on Sideline Swap, I literally just buy it strictly just because I know I'm going to be able to, you know, at least make a profit off of it. So if you're looking to uh, buy a glove to start trading or selling, I definitely suggest the A2000. Uh, even A2Ks are pretty good, but normally A2000s are a little more sought after in the aftermarket. I'm not completely sure why, that's just kind of how it is. And I think it makes sense though, because I personally like A2000s over A2Ks, just the feel of them, just feel a little better and more comfortable for me. But it looks like a lot of people may agree with that as well. But at the end of the day, it's all kind of personal preference. But I do see a lot of people uh, trying to go after A2000s and stuff. Another thing that's pretty important when you want to start reselling gloves is uh, how to spot a good price. Getting to know the price of gloves is like getting to know kind of the market value of everything else. Uh, me personally, I am, uh, I'm into shoes. I kind of collect shoes. I'm into like hypebeast stuff. I guess you could say like Supreme. So, you know, you really just start to learn the market over time you know with uh, more exposure to gloves and you know how they sell and how much they sell for you you just start to kind of gauge and learn the market for most gloves and the condition that they're in i know when i first started my glove account i uh, i would ask a lot of kind of bigger accounts and like accounts that have been around for longer how much they thought my glove was worth and um you know they're kind of honest and they kind of gave me a price that was ended up being pretty accurate so i definitely suggest kind of trying to reach out if you can uh try not to be too annoying with stuff because obviously these bigger accounts get a lot of people messaging them and i still try to message them every once in a while asking questions and i try not to be like a, a big bother to them because i understand they're getting a lot of messages so, you know, just try to respect their privacy and, you know, try not to bother them too much. But I definitely suggest reaching out and, you know, asking questions. I think another good glove to get is kind of abnormal Rawlings, either Heart of the Hide or Pro Preferreds. You know, there's a lot of Heart of the Hides and Pro Preferreds out there that are very stock and very normal and a lot of people have them. And I feel like those really lose value because, you know, so many people have already seen them and stuff. And Rawlings, to me, seems a little repetitive with their gloves and their colorways that they pick to release as like stock releases. So I feel like people definitely get tired of seeing those gloves. So definitely like an abnormal Rawlings. Part of the hide are pro preferred. 
definitely uh, holds pretty good value. I know one of the biggest deals I've ever done was on a, a Japanese Rawlings Pro Preferred. Um, it was a rubber ball glove actually, but it ended up selling really good and I made a pretty good profit off of it. So I definitely suggest, you know, keeping your eyes out for a Rawlings. Uh, that's a little different than most Rawlings that you'd see. Another one of my uh, most profited deal I've done was off of a Spalding Robinson Cano model. It was actually a very recent deal. I ended up finding the Cano Spalding on eBay on a 24-hour auction, like a one-day auction, and there was nobody else watching it. So I ended up uh, placing a bid for the uh, the starting price, and I ended up winning. And then literally, once it came in, I spent less than 24 hours with it, and it was already sold. Uh, the guy had already like sent me the money, and I shipped it out that that next morning which I'm not gonna lie I was a little bummed about just because I really liked that glove I thought it was really cool it had like Robinson Cano's name like stitched to it uh back I don't even know what year but when Robinson Cano was with uh Spalding before he we went to Wilson and eventually uh SSK but yeah like they released it and it was like a normal glove and you know there was they were fairly easy to get you know and then Obviously, Spalding isn't really making gloves anymore, so they're more like sought after now and they're really hard to find. And I just happened to come up on a nice eBay auction and won it and, you know, flipped it for some good pr profit uh, right away. So obviously, like a glove like that doesn't really come around very often, but, you know, just keep your eyes peeled to something that looks special, you know. When, when you see a professional player's name on a glove, you know, you obviously know it's a little more special than a normal glove you'd see. Okay, so I'd like to uh, conclude this podcast episode with a Q&A I did. I posted on my Instagram account, glove underscore Q-R-E-W. I had posted on my story uh, yesterday, actually, uh, questions for the podcast uh, thing. So you guys could go ahead and ask all the questions you like. I didn't get too many questions, but the questions I did get, I want to answer right here. So the first question is from uh, SG Gloves. Which brand has the best com customization and has the best quality? Uh, customization, I definitely think 44, 44 Pro Gloves. If you haven't checked their website out on their custom category, I definitely suggest doing it. They give you so much freedom with like the glove color customization. And there's a lot of extras that you can buy for like $5 or like even I think a couple of the options are like $10 extra. But like it's definitely a, a great customizer and a great uh, bang for your buck, I think. I have had uh, 344s, two of them were custom, one was one of their stock gloves. Uh, I've only customized one of the 44s though, I got another one in a trade. I definitely enjoyed customizing my glove, there was a lot of options so it's kind of hard to pick, but they give you a lot of freedom and you could even like send them your own like high school logo to put on the, the thumb part or wherever you'd like and you know they really work with you if you message them and questions or anything they definitely work with you and try to make the glove exactly how you'd like to make it. So best customization, definitely 44 in my opinion, but the best quality custom, um, me personally, I've never had a Wilson or a Rawlings custom, unfortunately, but I definitely feel like theirs is probably top quality. Um, if I were to get one custom glove right now, it'd definitely be a Wilson A2000. I'm not sure what model, probably an infield model, but yeah. I feel like Wilson and Rawlings have very high quality uh, custom gloves. I've heard, there's a couple cases I heard where Rawlings customs were kind of disappointing quality, but I feel like it's kind of tough to go wrong with a custom Rawlings or Wilson. If you guys are looking to order a custom, I definitely suggest waiting a little bit for uh, Wilson and Rawlings. I heard um, Wilson's completely shutting down their custom 
factories and i heard rawlings is currently uh a couple weeks away like it's insane the uh like the other day i was talking to sgv underscore gloves sgv gloves on instagram and he was saying that uh the rawlings custom weight right now is currently 15 weeks which is absolutely absurd um i'm not waiting that long for a custom so i uh i think it's strictly just because they don't have a lot of people working because of the coronavirus or whatever so if you're looking to get a custom if you're willing to wait that long I guess go ahead and order it, but I definitely suggest just waiting so you're not impatiently waiting at home for a glove to arrive. But yeah, uh, SG Gloves. Uh, best customization, 44 in my opinion, and best quality, I'd probably go Wilson. Alright, the second question is uh, from 2M Gloves, 2M underscore gloves on Instagram. Uh, if you could pick any MLB player's glove to have, who'd would, whose would you pick? Me, personally, I don't think this is too tough of a question. There's a lot of good gloves in the MLB, I will say, and there's a lot of gloves I'd love to have. But me, personally, being a Shohei Otani fan and an Angels fan, I definitely would love to have his all-red uh, Asics glove. I feel like the Asics gloves, like especially here in America, are very unique and very different from everything that a lot of the you know MLB players have uh, Shohei coming from Japan bringing his own gloves and stuff from Asics is definitely a really cool unique thing I really like that glove model the web looks really cool there's a lot of details that you don't really notice looking at it but once you get like solid pictures of it you really get to see all the details and uh, I know glove ninja glove dot ninja I believe his name is on Instagram has a couple of the Shohei Otani model uh, Asics gloves I'm definitely jealous of them. Um, I'd need to get my hands on one of them eventually. They're pretty darn expensive though. So, you know, eventually one day when I have enough money to justify spending that much on a glove, I will definitely do it. A definite honorable mention for that question would be Matt Chapman from the A's. He has a custom, I believe it's an A2K. It looks really sick. Um, check out the A's Glove Day um, from Wilson. They have it on their YouTube I believe he's one of the first gloves they talk about in that video and he has his own custom logo on the A2000 stamping like on the palm and the snake skin like the black snake skin on the black leather looks really nice with the little you know like green and I believe yellow uh, accent tones on the colors and stitching and stuff it looks really nice on that glove. And the uh, last question I got was from my roommate back at GCU. I go to Grand Canyon University. For those of you who don't know, my roommate asked me a question. Shout out Christian. Uh, most sought after glove. I think uh, most people who have kind of been into gloves for a little bit would say the A2K Casper or the A2K Ghost from Wilson. Um, I really like both of those gloves. I ended up owning a Ghost for a little bit, a couple days. My friend from school, actually the same friend who sold me the dad dude, had a, a A2K Ghost and he was looking to sell it. So he gave it to me for a couple of days to post on my, to take pictures and kind of post on my page. And I ended up selling it really fast for a price he was willing to sell it for. So I ended up selling that glove for him. I made a couple bucks off of it just for, you know, putting it on my page and kind of getting it out there for him. So he appreciated that. So, you know, the Ghost was a really nice glove. I would have loved to keep it, but at the time I just could not but I definitely feel like the ghost is a very sought after glove in the community but for me personally it's kind of hard to say what my most sought after glove is um I definitely like a lot of A2Ks and like custom A2000s that I see around the uh, pages and stuff on Instagram but uh one glove that I really like is actually from Coachella Gloves shout out to you I heard it's your birthday uh today so happy birthday I'm seeing a lot of posts lately while I'm recording so yeah, happy birthday to you. You definitely have one of my grail gloves. Uh, he has a two-piece ASU glove. I believe it's camel, and it has some purple touches in there. 
uh i believe it's a two-piece i need to check his uh page out again i remember seeing it not too long ago but yeah like that glove is really sick it's like the asu college issued so it has like uh, the pitchfork on the the thumb and then it has a lot of purple accents what i think is really dope you don't really see that on an asu glove you normally see like the maroon and gold so being able to see like a different color like purple on asu glove and make it really actually look pretty good in my opinion i think it's really cool and a, definitely a unique uh, style choice from whoever ended up customizing that glove and uh honestly another most sought after glove of mine is actually in my collection i have a gcu college issued glove and like i just said i go to gcu so um this is our first year having a college issue glove we uh, ended up having a deal with easton you know and easton makes good gloves i've you know i've had a couple eastons throughout the years and i really enjoy their leather and their gloves so my college, you know, finally getting a college issued uh, glove from a big brand like that is really cool. I ended up getting my hands on one uh, through Instagram. Uh, shout out to LH Gloves, I believe his name is. Yeah, LH Gloves 51 on Instagram. He ended up selling me uh, his. He had two. He's a lefty, so he had a lefty and a righty. He ended up selling me the righty college issued glove he had from GCU. And I have loved it every single day. You know, every time I look at it, it just brings a smile to my face. I'm so happy to have it, especially uh, having it being the first year of a college-issued glove. It has a year, like, stamped on the thumb and everything, and I think it's really dope to have, uh, especially because I go to that school. I think it's very something you don't see every day and something very cool. I've actually had a lot of people kind of hit me up asking if I would be willing to sell it. And, you know, I am willing to sell it, but it have to be at a pretty crazy price, you know. It's not something I'm looking to move, that's for sure. So yeah, that wraps up the Q&A portion of the podcast, and I think it's about time to end it. I don't want to make these podcast episodes too long. So yeah, thank you guys for listening once again. Um, I'm definitely enjoying making these podcasts. I definitely love hearing your guys' feedback and uh, advice of what to talk about on the next episode. So feel free to DM me. If you're not following me on Instagram, my Instagram is glove, G-L-O-V-E underscore Q-R-E-W, glove crew. Feel free to message me. Um, I try to reply to everybody in a timely manner. Feel free to, you know, just message me with questions or anything you guys have or want to say. I'm pretty open to people messaging me and asking any questions about gloves or baseball in general. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm hoping to make this a weekly thing. So like every uh, week I come out with a new episode. So let me know what you guys think about that. Um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Hope you have a good rest of your day.